Welcome to Top Shelf at the Merrick Library with your host, Carol Ann Tech. Welcome back, listeners, and boy, are you all in for quite the ride today. I missed the opportunity to interview this author for her terrific Anthony Award-nominated debut thriller, Walking Through Needles, and I was not going to miss her again. So, listeners, please join me in welcoming today's guest, author Heather Levy, for her brand new book, Hurt For Me, Heather Thank you so much for joining us here today on Top Shelf. I am thrilled to host you. Thank you for having me. I'm excited to talk with you. Okay, so listeners, a little bit about our guest. Heather Levy is a born and bred Oklahoman and a graduate of Oklahoma City University's Red Earth MFA program for creative writing. And as I said earlier, the New York Times called her Anthony-nominated debut, Walking Through Needles, a spellbinding novel at the nexus of power, desire, and abuse that portends a bright future. The LA Times called it a standout, and her novels, including today's book and the forthcoming title to be determined, focus on kink-positive stories. They're centered around complex women. Please tell listeners about Hurt For Me. Yeah. So Hurt For Me is about a single mom who was trafficked as a teen. She escapes and restarts her life and works as a professional dominatrix. But when one of her high-end clients goes missing, that new life that she's built with her daughter and her best friend is in jeopardy when the lead investigator, the very handsome... (laughs) Detective Clearwater joins the case and starts digging into her past. And then she starts seeing women within the kink community going missing. And so she teams up with him to start digging into this group of elites who may be involved. And of course, the detective, he has his own hidden agenda. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and the, the more they the more they start looking into this group, the more they realize that they are putting their lives and probably their loved ones in great danger. So, yeah. Love that description. And listeners, I promise I'm going to try to keep this as spoiler free as possible because there were things in this book that surprised the heck out of me. I went for this story, hook, line, and sinker. I love Ray as the main character. Hurt for me hit shelves in February, but depending on when this runs, right now it's discounted on Amazon. So I urge you all to take advantage of that. But I want to just share what Publishers Weekly says. Publishers Weekly says, Hurt for me is a gritty erotic thriller that delivers both heart and heat, and the twists keep coming. Indeed. The reviews, Heather, from Sean Cosby, Amina Akhtar, Lou Burney, Laura McHugh, Ashley Winstead. It's truly a rogues gallery of fantastic reviews. I loved Walking Through Needles. That book came out in 20... 2021. Yeah. So you were writing it through COVID, I think. Had you been thinking about writing Ray, like where does she come in the picture for you and what, what sort of inspired this particular story? So where Ray came in was actually soon after I had written Walking Through Needles. I was, I wrote Walking Through Needles during my MFA. So I was studying under author Lou Burney. He's amazing. 
and I'm, and I'm so just eternally lucky to have him as a mentor. Um, and after I graduated from the program, you can go back anytime. It's a low residency program. You can go back anytime and do workshops. And I was actually going to a workshop with Lou. And I think it was just a, a workshop over kind of getting that first line, that, that kind of uh, plug line. And, and I threw out this idea of a single mom dominatrix and her getting involved with some underground group that puts her life in danger. And I'm not even sure how I like phrased it initially, but the idea, like, it was just something I threw out as I wasn't even serious about it. I just had to throw something out (laughs) for the, for the exercise. And the more I was thinking about it, like, man, I really want to do this. So I actually started working on it soon after that. And then I couldn't, I could not figure out a way to, to do, I, I wasn't sure how to start it. And then everything was going on with walking three needles, but the query process and then pitch wars, which led to my agent, led to Polis Books. And then I was just, just so busy with that. And then COVID. And so during the whole COVID, like the first year and a half, <laughs> yeah. I I started writing on something else. I was having just a lot of trouble writing. And I, I spent a long time working on something, sent it to my agent. We had a, a very uh, sad call <laughs> where she said, this isn't working. I mean, she was very nice about it. I love my agent, uh, Sandy Lou. She's amazing. But she's like, you know, I, I just, I don't feel like you're really basically invested in the story. And I wasn't. And she's like, well, what, what else, what other things do you have? And, and I just always had this character. I'm like, well, I've got this single mom dominator. So I started talking about it and she's like, you sound so excited talking about this. Like, why don't you just start working on something? So I, I went back to the drawing board <laughs> and this was shortly, uh, this was a, uh, oh my gosh, wasn't really last year. It's so weird that it was just last year. So it was last year, like right before the summer, I started working on it and I was sending her pages. And I remember being at Pride in June and she responded on a Saturday. It was a Saturday and she never sends emails on the weekend. And, and she's like, I love this. Keep sending me more pages. And she was kind of, she was a taskmaster. She was definitely keeping me on task because I had had such a hard time writing before but I just loved it. The story, it it was the first time in my life that a story came so fast and so easily to me. Whenever that happens, I feel as as a writer in the back of your mind, you're like, Am I being delusional? Is this really good? <laughs> because, you know, there's that thought of when you're a writer, it has to feel painful. There, there's, it's got to be like just the work um, for it to have any meaning. But it was not like that at all. And I think that's why it did come so easily to me because coming from Walking Three Needles, which was this very dark mystery, dealing with some super heavy things, uh, and then coming to Hurt For Me, which still deals with very dark things, but the characters themselves and the story itself, there was some lightness in it. There was, you know, there were those moments where you can breathe as a reader and as, you know, writing it, I could breathe. So that's, I think that's why it felt so, it felt fun. And I wrote that thing in two and a half months. I think it was about two and a half months. 
And you can see that because I read it probably in a, like a, a, not a 16th of the time. I mean, I think I read it in maybe two days, three days. I couldn't, I couldn't stop. I couldn't put it down. I wanted to know what was going to happen to Ray. Ray is Ray the rock star. I love her. I love Ray. I, mean, I love her. I love Sam. I love Sam from Walking Through Needles. She's, she yep. is my first love. Yep. But Ray. Yeah, she is such a badass and she was just so much fun to write. And I got to tap into a character who is a mother, you know, mm-hmm. me being a mother myself. I I hadn't written a character who was a mother. I don't know why, <laughs> but it was just nice to be able to explore that side of a character and and that's motherhood is very important to her. So yeah, she was just such a fun character and Dayton, Dayton as well. I love, I love writing men too. Although I didn't, I wasn't writing from his point of view in this one. I loved writing from Eric's Eric, point of yep, view and yep. walking through needles, but yeah, he was a great foil. Yeah. For, for yeah. <laughs> and Dayton, no spoilers, but wow. I love Dayton. <laughs> I was like, I might be, a, I'm, Right, you know, as as someone who is um, bisexual, it's not my characters equally. So I always, I always want to write a character who this this is so horrible. I always want to write a character that I want to have sex with. So I mean, <laughs> because where's the authenticity if you write someone you don't? I, I mean, other than Clint, of course. But again, no spoilers. I'm saying too much. So yes, yeah. Saying that about Ray being a mom because her relationship with Lily is so great. It's so authentic. It's believable. Their conversations, especially when Lily finds out certain things about what Ray does for a living, what her business is, because she is, Ray is a business owner. She is a very successful business owner. And then, of course, there's the career choice that she makes, which is, you know, unfortunately shocking to the people around her. Her voice, Viv's voice. I loved Viv. Oh my gosh. Oh, Viv. Oh, Viv. Everybody, yes, everyone loves Viv. Someone told me that Viv is the um, Grandma Halen. Oh, <laughs> this book. Grandma Halen is a character, you know, from, from Walking Through I think so. I, you me. know what? I um, think you're right. But she's the Grandma Halen. I'm like, well, okay. The much younger, hot Grandma Halen. Yes, I can see that. She's She's got that. She's the nurturer. So, yeah. She's, yeah, she's, she has this gravitas that we just love about her. When you start writing the book, the author's note at the beginning, it is so vitally important to have that in the front of the book. Talk about adding that. Did you come to that afterwards, before? Oh, yeah. I, I always knew that I was going to have the, the authors know more and more. I think it's really important to have the content warnings, but also in this case, talking about sex workers. And I want to be able to normalize sex work. I want to be able to put their lives at the forefront and, and what they experience, the dangers that they experience, not only from society, but also from government agencies, you know, people that are constantly trying to attack their ability to do their work in a safe environment with agency. So yeah, I wanted it to be uh, at the forefront going in that there's not judgment on people who are doing this kind of work. I wanted to approach this book in a very non-judgmental way because I know sex workers Mm -hmm. uh, of all varieties and 
you know, they're just living their lives just like anyone else. That was really important for me to put that out there so that people know going in, hey, if, if you're expecting a book that's going to say this is bad and and bad things happen to people uh, because they are doing this kind of work, that is that is not this book. And because you write it in such a realistic way, it's very supportive. It's very considerate, but it's also sexy and it's feminist. Yeah. Um, it helped, yes. the re- it helps the reader and me think of things in a much more thoughtful way. I didn't for one moment think there was quote, I'm doing air quotes here, anything wrong with Ray's job and what her personal life is. There's no weird vibe here. It's very kink positive. You know, some people, as you meant, you know, they, think way too much about these things to the point that they feel the need to control our decisions. And you handle that so beautifully here. Really, I just approached it coming from my own personal experience. I'm pretty, (laughs) I'm I'm pretty open about being a part of that community, the kink community. So I always wanted to make sure that I was approaching things in a respectful way towards my own community. First and foremost, show things as, as they are, that everything is very consensual and the power dynamic between a submissive and a dominant both parties have that power, but the submissive is the one who is directing everything. I think a lot of times people in general, they may think it's the opposite way, especially when you're looking at popular culture and right. you, see, you see things in film, TV, and even some books where it's just, okay, the guy comes in and he's, okay, you're doing this and this and this. And really it's a shared experience of that consent and respect for each other. Um, so yeah, I wanted to be able to show that and really kind of turn things on the head of what people probably expect a lot of times with people who are into kink. It's not everybody is just having a dungeon in their house right, right, right. Or, or even necessarily going to uh, play spaces like Ray does in mm-hmm. the book. Um, for the most part, you know, it's just people in their homes doing things and exploring that side of their sexuality. So I wanted to, I wanted to show that in a normal way to kind of dispel some of those misconceptions. Fabulously done, really beautifully and fabulously done. And I was so appreciative for that. And of course, at its heart, the book is a thriller. I mean, it's this erotic thriller that I just was so, it caught me so off guard and I loved all of it, especially, no spoilers, but there's a scene at the end, boy, folks, hold on to your hands. That's all I can say. That's all I can say. And uh, we're talking about motherhood. We mentioned that earlier. Ray's mom, boy, is she an interesting character. Her quote is, when you want something bad enough, you need to pay the consequence. I mean, that sentence pops up through the book. Where do you get Ray's mom from? You know, I'm always working out my... uh issues in my books. You could probably see like even in Walking Through Needles, there were some, you know, mother-daughter issues that were at play there in a much different way. But yeah, I think really I was approaching her mom more in the way of some of my friends I know who have worked in sex work Mm -hmm. or who are, who identify as queer, who have just this mother who just completely abandons them for one reason or another. In Ray's case, there are things that happen in her youth, which we're not going to, but she, um, you know, her mother is just not there for her. And so I, I really, I wanted to have this character that you're like, wow, what, 
I don't know if I can like cuss or not, but like she, I mean, she's a bitch. She is. <laughs> I, I can see a lot more than that, but yeah, she is, she is an evil bitch. You see? Uh, and, uh, because I, I wanted there to be that stark contrast between her mom and the desperation that she has because she doesn't have that support. And then when she meets Viv, kind of having that person who really does sort of take the place of that mother figure, you know, she, she definitely teaches her things. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Yes, she does. But also, I love that Viv helps her to think about the relationship with her people, with her daughter. Like, I feel like Ray comes to the point where she does the exact opposite of her mom. She has this beautiful daughter and she... Viv gives her these tools to raise this beautiful child, this beautiful human being. So I like the dichotomy between Ray's mom and how Ray deals with Lily. I thought that was really beautiful. Yeah, because right from the beginning, Ray, even even before she meets Viv, she kind of makes that promise to herself that she's not going to be her mom. You know, whatever happens, she's going to be a mother to this child. For the title of the book, was Hurt For Me the one, like, well, and I know we're not talking about walking through needles, although I can't help because I love that book so much. Was Hurt For Me the title or did you have like different working titles? That was always the title, but I had that title probably, oh gosh, I don't know. Like I have a running thing where I I have just titles that I put in my notes, like they'll pop into my head. And it was one of those titles as I'm falling, it's always when I'm falling asleep. Um, (laughs) When I'm falling asleep, it it just, it popped in my head and and I'm like, okay, I need to write this down. I don't know where this is going to play out. And then whenever I came back to write what was going to be Ray's story, I was like, this is perfect. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Perfect for this book. And so, yeah, it was always the title. And I was going to fight tooth and nail if they wanted to change it. So. Oh my gosh. And was Walking Through Needles, right. But Walking Through Needles, was that the same one also? The same deal you picked that up right same away? same thing. It was always, uh, I, have a, I have a really difficult time writing, like even starting to write if I don't already have a title. I just, that's how I work. I, I can't just have... Right and not not have a, a title. I mean, even the the book that I'm currently writing, I have a title. Although I was when we were talking before, I was like, I, it might change, <laughs> it might change. But so we'll see. Oh, only because it feels more of like a thriller mm-hmm. title, and it's not a thriller. It's just not. It's oh, my, I can't imagine what. But we'll talk about that in a little bit. Oh my goodness. So I love that the titles are your sort of north stars, and that is your guide for the process of writing your book. I love that that idea of that that keeps you sort of honest, it keeps you focused. That's really that's really good. I like I never heard that one before. So I'm appreciative for that. And now that cover. Did you have other uh, choices for that cover? Did, was that the one? Like how does that work? Um, you know, they they sent me mock-ups and even before the mock-ups, you know, Amazon has been wonderful to work with. And they're like, well, tell us what you're thinking. And I'm like, 
I want it to have a very noir feeling. I want there to be red. I want it in the cover, whether it's lips, whatever. And I, I just, I want it to have this mysterious quality to it. When they sent the mock-ups to me, I immediately went to that one. Although I had made some changes even to that one. I think the person had like an earring or something. I'm like, no, she would not be wearing an earring or she's working. And, uh, and, I, and I wanted the lip to be even bolder red. I was like, I want it to be just red. And yeah, when they sent it back, that that final, I'm like, that's it. That That's it. It's just a simple, beautiful cover and just striking exactly what I wanted. So, And it is, I can't imagine. But we don't always get that as authors. <laughs> this one was so perfect and so spot on, but I also loved Walking Through Needles. I did love that cover. Yes. I do love the colors. Yeah. You know, purple. I don't know if you could tell I'm wearing purple shirt, but <laughs> And I've got my fuchsia hair, but I love, I love the colors in that book. And that was another one too, where I, I knew pretty early on what I wanted. And so I was able to have my voice on that. Um, one of the first mock-ups that they had, had a giant tornado on it. <laughs> I, told oh them I wanted storm. I was like, I wanted to have a storm scene. And then they sent like a tornado. I'm like, no, it's a little too on the nose for Oklahoma. Right. But, right. Exactly. But yeah, when they got it back with the lightning strike, I was like, Okay. Yeah. That's, it's that's great, it. That's it. Cover. Cause storms kind of play a role in the yeah, book. For sure. So. Yeah. Yeah. Where can readers find out because you're getting ready to go out on tour? I believe the book hits literally hit shelves on February 1st or somewhere in February. Yeah. Where can yes. readers follow along for your virtual events and for any in-person events you might be having? Yeah. Um, definitely want to go out to heatherlevywriter.com. Um, and then they can follow me on Instagram. I do updates on X. I always want to say Twitter, whatever. It's still Twitter to me. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> but both are at Heather L. Levy. And I've got an author page that I do updates on there too. I'm going to be doing some in-person events for like the first time ever. So that's exciting. And I'll, I'll be having a virtual launch on Instagram January 31st for people who are listening with Vanessa Lilly. I'm also going to be with that same Instagram with Amina Akhtar. Oh my goodness. Her new book is also, we're, we're pub buddies. Love we're both with Amazon. We're, we're pub buddies. Uh, her, her book, Almost Surely Dead, yep. will be out too. And it's wonderful. I'm actually reading it right now. It's so good. <laughs> it's so um, good. And then I'll, the actual day of my release on the first, I'll be talking with Lane Fargo and Hallie Sutton. Great. They're both amazing. And that will be hosted by Murder by the Book. Oh, yeah. Wow. That's <laughs> great. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, and then just, yeah, there'll be a, there'll be a lot of in-person events too. If people are around in or around Oklahoma oh my. and mean, I'm sure more virtual events down the road. So, and I'm so jealous of those in-person events. If I could figure out a way to get to Oklahoma, I would be there with, no, with bells on. Wine and cookies. I mean, how do you say no to wine and cookies? This is like, a, it's a trifecta. You, you wine cookies. cookies. There's a local baker here and she makes the best cookies ever. Like, oh, like her sugar cookie recipe is just, it's just so stupid good. Oh, well, does she ship out of state? That's the question. She does. I think, yeah, she does. Yeah. Creative Cookie Corner. There we go. I plugged her. All right. (laughs) I will put the link to Creative Cookie Corner in the podcast page for this episode. So that's all good news. Anything you can, I know you shared a little 
little bit? You Anything you want to share about your next book? Yeah. So this Violent Heart, I just finished uh, wrapping up the draft for that. It's the first book that I sold on contract. So, you know, I sold it on pitch and they're like, okay, now you have to write it. <laughs> and I was like, okay, because uh, I already got paid, you know, for part of it. And- yeah, that, there's this little thing that you have to do because, right? <laughs> yeah. And, it, you know, I since I am with the imprint Montlake, they're romance imprint, but they do, you know, obviously Hurt For Me is more on the, the thriller, romantic kind of erotic mm-hmm. thriller side of things. And this book is more of a slow burn mystery with heavy romance. And it involves a bisexual woman who grew up in this rural Oklahoma town. And when her best friend and first love seemingly commit suicide, she, through some events, believes that it's her fault. And so she is trying to reconcile what her role may or may not have been in her friend's death. And so, I, yeah, it's... <laughs> I can't think... I'm always, I'm always figuring out my own things through my characters. And we're going to go with you. We're going with you, Heather. So it's okay. It's really great. And I followed you. Writing therapy. It <laughs> certainly is. Okay, so now that we've talked all about why everyone should read Heather Levy's books. Any books you would like to share with listeners that you enjoyed? Yes. There are so many books that are going to be coming up here soon. Uh, They're not out, but I have read them. So you pre-order them right now. Uh, Obviously, Amina Akhtar's book, Almost Surely Dead, that one is going to be pubbing on February 1st. It explores a lot with gin, the Desi culture, and there's a lot of, oh, I don't even know how to like say it without giving away things. I'm not going to say it You don't have to, right? You just go to the next one. Go keep going. Um, In April... We've got uh, Safe and Sound, Lauren McHugh. Oh, God, she's oh, really good. Lauren McHugh is what she is, like, she's one of my favorite authors ever. Um, I, I just, I love, I love her writing so much. Um, another author I love so much is Paulette Kennedy. Her book, The Devil and Mrs. Davenport. I believe that is out March 1st. Ooh, I hope I'm right on that. It's either March or April. I believe it's March. I think April 1st is uh, Samantha Bailey's new book, A Friend in the Dark. Ooh, it's uh, it has got one of the... It had one of those twists where I was like, what? <laughs> like, I actually... Actually said, what the? <laughs> it, it was such a good twist, and, and you will not see it coming. Um, but yeah, those are those are four I would definitely put on your radar. Definitely go out and pre-order them; they're great. So. Okay, I will again, yeah. listeners. I will put all the links to the fantastic cookie place, as well as Heather's amazing book recommendations and links to where you can find all of Heather Levy's books and where you can find her on social media. Media. Listeners, Hurt For Me by today's guest, the amazing, amazing Heather Levy is on shelves everywhere or, well, you can get it on Amazon, but it'll be on shelves everywhere on February 1st. You can grab a copy at your local library, your local independence bookstore. Hurt For Me is published by Montlink Publishing. Heather, I can't thank you enough for joining all of us today on Top Shelf. I really loved this interview, and I hope that you will come back for The Violent Heart or whatever it's going to be titled. <laughs> yeah. Thank you so much. It was so great talking with you. You're, you're amazing. <laughs> so. 
That's right back at you. Listeners, thanks so much for joining both of us today. Remember to follow Top Shelf at Merrick Library wherever you find most podcasts. For the latest and the greatest at the Merrick Library, check out our website at MerrickLibrary.org. Thanks to Merrick Library Director Dan Chusmere, Assistant Director Diane Bondi, and the Merrick Library Board of Directors for getting us off the ground and on to the airwaves. Until the next time, remember to keep us on your top shelf. 